0: Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> You could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at studio studiodna or you can find us in your podcast player of preference by searching for Sift Pop. Recorded live. You know, at the time of uh, recording. You're listening to the Hot Takeout Podcast. The only podcast with a 30 minutes or less guarantee, or it's free. And now your host, Chad Bradley. Can I take your order? Hey, thanks for clicking play on the Hot Takeout Podcast. My name is Chad Bradley, host of the show. And this show is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. And you can find your favorite podcast at www spreaker.com forward slash studio dna obviously you'll wait to do that until after you listen to the entire episode here and then you're free to move about the podcast world my guest this week is emily brimlow she's currently living in la she's well-traveled incredibly talented and in a classification of music all her own in fact they made up a genre just for her, which we obviously talk about in this episode. Justin Bieber and Kanye are discussed in this episode as well. So make sure you listen for that. My conversation with Emily Brimlow starts now. Emily Brimlow, you're currently in California, and I appreciate you joining me today. You're not from America originally. You're not a native of the United States. Is that a fair statement?
1: Yes, I am from Canada.
0: And how long have you been in the U.S.?
1: I think uh, two years now.
0: So two years. A quick question. Your husband said that it's been several years since you've actually had any fast food. Is there any correlation of you coming from Canada and having experiences? <laughs> he
1: said I haven't. Uh, I don't eat fast food. Is that what he
0: said? He said it's been a couple of years. Is what it, I think is what he said.
1: That's so random. Uh, I have Chipotle. That's fast
0: food. Oh, I think that totally counts. Absolutely counts. Yeah.
1: So I mean, I haven't had McDonald's.
0: I was going to say your husband's a liar, but yeah, that, that's. uh, I feel like that's maybe I'm treading on ground I shouldn't. There, you're probably
1: associating that. Like I haven't been to like McDonald's, Taco Bell, Dairy Queen, any of those things, or like the greasy ones.
0: Yeah, the greasy ones. It's so funny. <laughs> I saw a, uh, I saw an article. I think it was last week or the week before that said that fast food. It's the way that it's prepared is actually addictive and unhealthy for us. And I thought. Uh, <laughs> I know. Why did we do a study of this?
1: (laughs) What was that documentary called that that guy did where he ate McDonald's for like a certain amount of time?
0: Supersize me.
1: Yeah.
0: I just don't know. Like it kind of inspired me to want to get into doing studies that didn't need to be done (laughs) because obviously there's a market for that. I just
1: write a whole article on them
0: and just. Yeah. Like here, here's the article. The very first one I would write is if you climb into a zoo enclosure, that it's dangerous for you and the animal.
1: <laughs> you guys do experiments with it though.
2: Right. <laughs> right. We gotta go
1: test it out, you know? We didn't know, so we just tried it out and this is the result.
0: Uh, Harambe or Harambi or whatever that gorilla, I think we know.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> do you have any food restrictions? Are you allergic to anything? Or are you pretty open to food in general?
1: I don't do well with any dairy products or, um, like, gluten stuff, so, like, bread. So, because of that, I have a semi, like, stricter diet than most people. Because I also don't eat chicken or um, beef. I, I eat eggs and fish, and then, like, pretty much I'm just, like, no dairy. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of a complicated diet.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would I would say so. It kind of takes out all the fun. Uh, so, so no Chick-fil-A for you, then? <laughs>
1: No chicken,
0: no. I'm gonna start praying for you. What do
1: you eat? Do you have a
0: restriction? Uh, no. I'm well. I should say I I have dairy issues, and then I have fish issues. Uh, the fish and the dairy. Uh, so dairy uh is bad, but fish is just a personal thing. I just don't eat fish. I just can't stand it. Yeah, there's that's that's pretty much it. Is it the fact
1: that it has like the skin on or something?
0: It's mostly texture, I think texture, and then. I don't know. I just remember being a kid, and I, I don't know if it was like the cheap fish sticks that did it for me. But I just can't. I've never been able to enjoy fish. You were
1: traumatized as a kid.
0: Oh, absolutely. I blame my parents, one hundred percent.
1: I don't. I can't think of one food. That, oh, oh, oh. Maybe like um, snail.
0: Yeah. No. Ah. Uh-huh. No. Like slimy eel and all that stuff. As soon as it's like, it's like, no. We literally pulled it out of the water. And we served it to you with a little garnish. You didn't cook it? No, here it is. I can't do that. That's not like sushi. I'm out.
1: Oh my gosh. I wonder how you do with like, how do you seen food ink?
0: I have wanted to see that, but I don't know if I'm ready maybe for don't,
1: it. Maybe don't watch it. Yeah. Cause you're going to like, oh, I feel like you won't be able to eat a lot of things after you watch that.
0: <laughs> you're. You're probably right. Thanks for the, thanks for that tip.
1: Yeah. Just, Rewarning you.
0: Your song, Hope, is freaking amazing.
1: Oh, thank you so much.
0: You're very welcome. <laughs> uh, incredibly, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Also, I was jamming to dust on the ground earlier. What would you, what do you classify your sound as?
1: Oh my gosh, this gets I asked so many times. I feel like I confuse people because sometimes I don't really know, but tell me what you think of this. Someone once told me, my friend Jonathan, he's like, you are skater girl soul pop
0: <laughs> you know i think that works
1: he made up a genre for me.
0: <laughs> which I'll, I'll be honest with you that is the best kind of genre to be in like where you're kind of like well i'm not really sure i'm just making good music Is that's what you're doing you're just making good music who cares what genre it's in
2: thank you thank you Just trying to make ends meet They grinding but they finding that they still facing defeat Long live the people that don't feel equal Working hard to pay the wages of this playing in casinos Long live the ones on the run I hope they find the love they're looking for And purpose they've been running from My hope, my said it would be easy
0: what led you to california because you're i mean you're from canada what part of canada by the way
1: mm, vancouver bc
0: and i'm terrible at uh, geology geography that's it i'm even <laughs> yeah. i'm even i'm even worse with grammar
1: <laughs> it's right above seattle
0: that's kind of what i thought <laughs> that's, that makes sense i was homeschooled <laughs>
1: it's right on the water perfect yeah it's it's really
0: beautiful. That part of the world, snowboard, ski, winter sports. Yes. Yeah,
1: I grew up snowboarding and skiing. It was
0: the best. That's awesome. I grew up in, in Michigan and I grew up snowboarding and skiing and ski blading, I think they call it. And the biggest hill I've ever been on was literally like three minutes to get to the bottom. And I thought that was forever. Like most hills I've been on really, are the hills that are like, it takes longer to get up the chairlift than it takes to get to the bottom of the hill. It's pretty pathetic.
1: No way. But hey, at least you were getting out there.
0: Yeah, it's a sad, sad story.
1: <laughs> I kind of, I was spoiled.
0: Are you talking about just location or by your well, parents?
1: Yeah, I grew, up, I grew up being Whistler. So it's like a really awesome mountain. Yeah. And if you go from the top to the bottom, it's like an hour and a bit.
0: That's amazing. I can't, I can't get my mind around that. Just, I can't. <laughs> I can't, I can't go there. I can't yeah, take you get really there. tired bet So what took you down south to California?
1: Mm, well, I got married in Walla Walla, Washington. Do you know where that is?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's near mm-hmm. Seattle, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah, Oof, yeah. It's check. like
1: Seattle, Tacoma, and then Walla Walla. Yeah. And uh yeah, and then me and my husband, because my husband's from the states, Nathan, who you talked to about food restrictions. Yes, yes. <laughs> he reached out to me a while ago on Instagram, actually. When I was in Canada. And then from there, we just started like chatting and then started dating and then we got married. And instead of him coming to Canada, I I moved to the States and uh, we ended up in Walla Walla because that's where he was working. We only were there for like three, four months. And we were living in a camper in someone's backyard, which didn't have a bathroom or a working (laughs) sink. And so it was pretty crazy.
0: That's amazing. (laughs) And
1: then... Yeah, yeah, and then actually we went, so we got married in September, and then right after it just started getting colder and colder, and we're in a camper with, like, a a little heater, and I think it just hit us one day, we're like, we want to be, like, because he loves surfing, and he grew up in California and lived there for a bit as well, so, and I mean, I lived in Australia for a bit, we've kind of been everywhere, but we both really love hot climates. That's kind of what drew us towards California. We're like, we need to get in the sun. So we just packed up. At, I mean, we didn't really have anything to pack up anyway. We kind of just drove down and I had a soccer mom van and we drove down with all of our stuff and didn't have a clue what we were doing. And we just slept on people's couches for a bit. And then it kind of all just worked out and we've met some amazing people. And well,
0: let me ask you this real fast. You didn't own the camper that you were living in? No. How do you know all this? (laughs) You're like, you're like, we've hit rock bottom that we don't even own the van down by the river. That's amazing. That's amazing. So your mom vanned it, and by the way, no shame in owning or driving a mom van. I had a a 1988 Chevy Astro minivan, and that was that's actually what I drove around Michigan. Uh Oh, captain's chairs! It was beautiful. It's what I drove around Michigan to all the snowboard hills.
1: That's a, those are actually
0: like in oh they were so, it was so nice i loved it
1: <laughs> mine was just a, just a dodge caravan like literal just like it was like a faded blue
0: <laughs> well that's what i drive now i drive a a, a a dodge grand caravan really uh it's a 2013 but it's because of the stow and go seating because my wife and i have, we have three little kids it just makes a lot oh more sense God. for us to pack up uh if we need to go somewhere we just, it, it can be a cargo van or it can be a family van. It, they're a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, they really are. Props to whoever uh, thought of making those.
0: Yeah, the stone-go seating <laughs> changed my life.
1: Right? Yeah. So you're you're living in my home.
0: I mean, you're driving my
1: home. My <laughs> <Right>. last home.
0: <laughs> literally. That's beautiful. So how long were you guys uh, in, you said you were floating around couches for a little while, surfing, surfing waves, and then literally surfing couches. Uh, how long were you guys doing that? Are you in a place now?
1: Yeah, we finally are in a place in Santa Ana. It's like thirty minutes from Huntington Beach inland. Yeah. Um it's actually Nathan, my husband, it's his dad uh buys and sells and rents out properties. And so this is actually one of his properties right now because we are uh we're kinda of in a season where we're barely home. Sure. So we needed a place where it was okay to like come and go all the time. We've been here now for like Four months. I mean, like we were actually thinking about moving to LA and getting a place, but I've been on. Like I just, I, I was just in New York for a whole month, so it's just like things like that come up, and then like now we're able to just come and go because we always have people here, and yeah, it just makes. I think so. One day I would love to like settle down in a little cabin with a bunch of dogs and maybe some chickens and ducks and maybe a horse and just like have a little tiny farm by the water. No cats. Maybe one cat, if it's an orange cat.
0: <laughs> it's so funny, like, people that people that want cats are like, okay, I'll have a cat, but it's only going to be, like, a mousing cat. It's not going to be a pet cat. I don't think anybody ever starts out wanting a pet cat. <laughs> They're just like, this is a sheerly practical.
1: <laughs> the thing is, like, I've had such bad experiences with cats, but then I've also had, like, a few ones that, like, they stole my heart because they were the friendliest cats ever, and now... Now I'm just confused. Like, I don't know if I absolutely love them or
0: if I'm scared of them. I am right there. I had a bad experience as a kid with a cat. And after that, I was like, you know what dogs, I've never had this experience with a dog. And so dogs forever.
1: So you're a dog person. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
1: What kind of, do you have a dog?
0: We had a chocolate lab before we had kids. And then we had kids and we had to choose one or the other. And we're like, "Mm,
1: tough Mm. choice. Maybe humans over the dog. Yeah, every time. Every
0: every time. (laughs) Every time. Because we can get another dog. I mean, I guess we can do get another kid too, but like that just sounds, when you say it like that, it just sounds creepy. And uh, so I'm going to (laughs) avoid saying it that way.
1: (laughs) Well, you have to buy a dog, but you don't really like buy your kid. You kind of make your kids. Kids
0: are so much more expensive though. They're so much more expensive, but I will say this, so much more (laughs) worth it. Like a dog, I don't know, a dog loves you just because you're like, oh, he's giving me food. When I come home and my kids are like, dad's home, it's just the best feeling ever. I don't know. It's it's amazing.
1: Yeah, because they actually speak English and like...
0: Yeah, communication and relationship and all that. It is absolutely worth it. Uh, a lot of work, but worth it for sure.
1: Yeah, I was going to plan to get a dog. And then if I can raise the dog well, then I'll have kids later on, maybe in like 10 years.
0: I think that's a great place to start.
1: Do you? Okay, good.
0: Can you keep dogs alive? That's a great next step.
1: I can almost keep my plants alive.
0: <laughs> you see? Baby steps. This is great. What's funny is like I, I've, uh, I've interacted with people that are like, oh, I've got, I've got my dogs and they're, they're just as much work as kids. And I start laughing because I'm like, you can't legally leave your kids in a crate for eight hours a day. You could do that with a dog, and people are like, "Yeah, but the poor dog couldn't do the. He needs exercise." But you do that to a kid, you go to jail. So not the same.
1: You have to hire a babysitter.
0: Oh, we do. Yeah, and and that's. I mean, don't even get me started. So it's it's even more different (laughs) when you are uh, when you're trying to find a babysitter versus a dog sitter. The the restrictions Mm. are. That's so true. (laughs) The restrictions are there. You just trust anybody with your dog. But with your kid, you're like, can I see your criminal background record, please?
2: Can
1: I, like, have a dinner with you and, like, get to know your family history first or something? Right.
0: Make sure you're not related to somebody that likes to eat children. <laughs> <laughs> that got really dark. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> let's go somewhere else.
2: Yeah, let's go really, really dark. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a slave, if I was a slave, if I was
0: Influences. Like you're like where do you where do you pull influences from?
2: Right
1: now, like for last year I've been really influenced by Lauren Hill's uh, record and her live MTV thing that she did. And then people that I love that I've continued to listen to still are like the classics are like Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, Nora Jones, Bonnie Raitt, Paul Simon, Johnny Hathaway, and then newer people I really love well I love I definitely love Alan Stone. He's he's a gangster. And then Emily King. It, have you ever heard of her? She's amazing. Uh,
0: I believe so.
1: She's a musician musician. Like people that appreciate music a lot like her.
0: Oh, then I'm definitely going to say yes because I really appreciate music and I don't want people to think that I'm not cool <laughs> and I don't appreciate music. So yes, I will love Emily <laughs> King. So
1: I've just been- so much pressure on it, I was like, yeah, you
0: better like her. Anybody Um, who's anybody likes Emily King is what I just heard you say.
1: Yeah, I know. But you know there is people that, like, are very much, like, pick-apart music kind of people. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of like that person. So they're like, oh, yeah, I really like how she... Added this minor in here and then sang in her head voice. Like She she is, she is honestly, her melodies are like, I don't know how she thinks of them. They're amazing. She's not from this world. Oh, and have you heard of Yeba?
0: No, spell that for me.
1: Y-E-B-B-A. All right, are you uh, sure her name's Abby? Ah, that would make sense. She's like,
0: I got this. Yeah, I grew up yeah. dyslexic and I can sing really well. So... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's she's rad, too. And then, like, oh, now I'm just trying to think of all the awesome people. But, you know, I listen to so many. It's I'm a mood person. I'm all about the mood. Like, my friend has a, play, a French playlist that we play when we're either driving sometimes or we're at the beach. And we just play French music. And it's, like, so nice. But we play, like, Frank Sinatra when we're cooking dinner. You know,
0: or. That makes a lot of sense. I I don't always like vibe out to like Frank Sinatra and, and whatever, but like I I certainly get in different moods. I'm more of a I'm more of a song person than like a style or genre person, and that's why I people mm. like you that kind of just put out good music that it's just kind of your own thing, your own sound, you your, your own uniqueness. I really appreciate that because I mean, how many bands can you say you know, especially like fifteen twenty years ago? that all sounded like fallout boy or they all sounded out sounded like the punk rock scene. It was, everything was cookie cutter Mm. if that makes sense. But now I feel like we're in such a place musically where everybody has their very own specific sound, at least the really, really good ones that stand out. They have their very specific sound and it's so different and it's so good. And I, I, I appreciate artists and more specifically songs than I do like genres.
1: That's cool. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because we are in a time where like almost anything goes. Yeah. And and same with clothes too. Like you can wear whatever you want these days.
0: Well, I can't <laughs> wear whatever I want. The people have spoken.
1: <laughs> well, people will always speak, I guess. Maybe I just forget that. I went to New York and I just saw so many amazing outfits. On people, and I was so inspired. I was like, I would have never thought to wear that, but now I'm going to try to wear that.
0: So you said you were there for a month. What did you do while you were there? I saw on your Facebook that you wrote a song with a group of people. Is that that accurate?
1: Yeah, yeah. I had a couple of writing sessions with some artists and other writers, and then. But I, I did uh, when I the first like two weeks I was there. I was playing a lot of shows. That was the main reason. And then I didn't book my ticket home, and I am. Um, I just met so many amazing people and I was like, I can't, I just can't leave yet. I have to, I have to soak this up a little bit more. And so I was just, I was honestly just hanging with a lot of people and and I was writing a lot and playing shows. So yeah, all of the above, I guess.
0: Kind of a cool place to be. Where, where are you hoping your career takes you or do you have a goal or just a, just kind of seeing what happens?
1: I hope it takes me to every country in the world. That'd be so cool. Um, but yeah, I I honestly really want to travel and tour everywhere. And then I'm like a huge adaptable writer, so I want to write songs for other artists and other things. I want to be a writer. Oh, I am a writer, but I would like to tap into that world more and more in my career.
0: Yeah, and I feel like I feel like that's the other kind of world that we're moving into musically is the amount of amazing collaborations, like how many amazing artists are writing for other artists mm-hmm. and they're sharing their talents to create incredibly unique sounds. I'm, I'm super excited where we're at musically.
1: I agree. I feel like Ed Sheeran does it. He's really smart. He collabs with so many people. And, and you know, what's crazy is that you can hear his sound in other people's songs, you know, where he put his creative juice in and like what song, even if it's like not his genre. You can still hear his like signature sound somehow. I feel like he's just so smart. Shout out to Ed Sheeran. I want to be his friend. I
0: don't disagree. What are your feelings on the collaboration he did with Justin Bieber?
1: I've actually been hearing. I, I you know you know what Rumble is boxing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I was taking that class in New York, and they would play it every time at the end when we like stretched, and then I became more and more in love with the song. When I first heard it, I was a little unsure. And now I'm like, no, this song, it's, um, that's kind of what I mean. I feel like, well, any, any song Justin Bieber puts out, I feel, or Ed Sheeran is going, is for the most part, especially when, when Ed collabs with people, it's usually like a radio hit.
0: Oh, at 1000%.
1: Yeah. I like the chillness of it. That was, I remember thinking, I like, I like that it's not like totally crazy and like poppy. It's. It's almost like alternative pop. I I liked it.
0: Yeah, it's incredibly unique. And it's one of those things that like Justin Bieber has kind of got a bad rap for a really long time for being kind of like that bubblegum pop. Like, I don't think sellout is the right word. But if I'm being honest, I really appreciate where he's come musically as well in the last five or six years and influences and who he's becoming as a person. I think it's kind of uh, risky to say that out loud because people immediately judge you for for liking Justin Bieber because 12-year-old girls used right. to love him.
1: Yeah, I remember when I was like super young, like in almost grade eight or something, but hearing him for the first time, like he was so little, like his voice was just, what was his first song? It was like, me one time.
2: Yeah, just like that. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, no, I think he was definitely put into world of pop so it makes sense that that's where he went but i agree i think he's blooming in a new way i I actually could see his future becoming more um what's the word when you get more experimental and creative i think he's going to get more experimental as an artist
2: yeah
0: and i think a lot of that has to do with his his background and where he's at now like he's kind of if you follow him over the last four or five years he's kind of been on this journey to like find out Cause he's, he's had so much success. He's kind of finding out who he is. I think he's found that he, his success has not equaled his value. And because right. of that, he's kind of found this, this new place where his life actually has value. Uh, it, a few years ago, a little, a little over a year and a half ago, I went to Hillsong conference in LA and oh, cool. he was there. He was like four rows away from me and it was just kind of cool to watch him react to Hillsong worship music. And it was just kind of like, it just kind of put things in perspective that we see people like Justin Bieber on this pedestal of they have everything they could ever want. They have all the money in the world. They have all of these things. They don't need God. They don't need anything else because they have their security. But here's a guy who has everything that you could possibly ever want. And now he's, he's realizing the emptiness and all of that. it's just kind of cool to see him now pursue stuff that, and I think that it's going to translate into his music where he's like, who's he trying to impress? He doesn't have to impress anybody.
1: Yeah, and I think it's crazy. Like you could have everything you want, and that's almost the prime example. He is probably one of the most famous people in the world, so he should, in like quotations, have everything that he wants or needs. That we're just like we're spiritual beings, and we're like hungry for more. So it's it's so cool to see that humility. I almost feel like uh, Kanye West is. Um, I, do you follow his like Sunday
0: service thing? Have you seen what he's been doing? Yeah, like I, a little bit of touch and go. I've, I've seen it. And one thing that I've been trying to work on so hard in my life is to stop being so judgy. Like I'm really good at being judgy. I grew up in the church. they so, like, I'm just so, it's just so second nature. And so I see someone like that. and I'm like, mm-hmm. man, what a, my initial reaction. Now this is, I'm not telling anybody this. I would just say like on the inside, my initial reaction is he's just doing it because it's cool. And then I'm punching mm-hmm. myself on the outside thinking, man, like I can't judge him. I can't judge what, you know, the journey that he's on, where, where God's bringing him right. and what, you know, what, what he's finding value in. And so it's kind mm-hmm. of a reminder for me to take a step back.
1: And it it's funny that you say, like, he's just being uh, like, you would think that because I feel like Kanye West has this ability that like anything he does becomes cool. Yeah. Like if he were to wear toothbrushes on his head as a hat, it would become the next thing. So I'm not surprised that like it, like what he's doing is cool. I think there's like an element that is so beautiful is that he's made like a little community. I've seen all these clips of just all these people gathered around him, having the time of their life, singing with him. So it's just really be- he's literally made like a little family. And I'm like, oh, Chris, go Kanye, <laughs> you make your little family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, it's a, it's such a good reminder to just take a step back and not assume that somebody just because of what you see in the headlines is going, is doing it for the wrong reasons or even doing it for the right reasons, man. I just, my, my deal is I got to take a step back and stop, stop worrying about other people, start worrying about myself and just start loving other people.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, TMZ, like I had, I'm not going to mention names or anything, but I had a friend who got kind of burned by TMZ or whatever. And, um, it was all a lie. Like literally every single detail in the article was a lie. Ugh. And it was an exaggerated lie too. And it was also a setup, but I don't want to get too much into that.
0: No, I really feel but. like we should. I feel let's go there more. Let's, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I feel like the, the frustrating thing is, is everything is clickbait. Everybody is going for traffic to their website, to their whatever. And I mean, you almost lose sight that these people are people. And that they're now things, they're now a story, they're now an interactive story that we can just, we can crush their world or we can raise their world up. And it's just so easy, so easy to be disconnected from reality that they're real people.
1: Totally. And I mean, I used to be a crazy conspiracy theorist.
0: Oh. oh, we didn't land on the moon. It didn't happen. But that's another story for another day.
1: Oh, you don't even want to get me started on things. <laughs> I, I'm like that person at the party that like everyone like ends up like leaving the couch because I'm like talking about conspiracy theories and I'm like, dang it, I did it again.
0: Emily, that's a different podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's true. But I was just saying like, I am that I was in high school, that type of person that would believe almost every single thing that I saw it was just, I'm just so like I like it's almost like I just like to believe in anything so if I saw it I believe it. so kind of with the news and like TMZ and all that stuff like I do feel bad for a lot of the people in the spotlight because I don't yeah. I wish that we could truly see you know what they're like, I guess that's why also Instagram can be a really powerful tool for people in the spotlight just so that they can share their story more, you know, like I follow the rock on Instagram and he's like, so inspiring. He makes me want to work out obviously, but (laughs) you know, you just kind of see behind the scenes of people. And
0: yeah, I think it, I think it helps closes the gap. Like it, it, I guess it takes away the narrative of outlets like TMZ where they're, they're trying to drive traffic to their thing. And so they, they can control the narrative, what you hear and what you see and what you know. And so like with places like Snapchat or, or Instagram, you can literally completely remove that filter and just go, no, I'm I'm not dead. I'm right here. I'm not, I didn't do this thing. I'm right here.
1: Yeah. So funny that you said Snapchat and Instagram. I wrote a song about this now that I think about it.
0: (laughs) Do you want to perform that right now? i just kidding. I, I don't know
2: where my <laughs> guitar like, is.
0: You're like oops, left my guitar in my other pants. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Like, <laughs> it actually is going to be out on. I'm going to do a little live video for it on YouTube too. But awesome. it's called Snapchat, and it's about the digital world.
0: So let's get away from something serious and heavy, and and move into a game that I like to call "Hold the Beef." In this game, you have hold the beef. Yeah, hold the beef. You have to in 30 seconds name as many fast food restaurants as possible that do not serve beef. So what? yeah, I know it's, it's going to be the worst thing you've ever done. No one's ever been able to win. Uh, and it's, it's a setup really. And go.
1: Oh no. The only thing I can think of is Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, right?
0: Right. Definitely. Definitely one.
1: Um, (laughs) uh, poke, poke.
0: I don't know what that is, but that's gotta be one. You said it with confidence. It's definitely one.
1: Um. Um. Taco <laughs> <laughs> no. Bell. serves beef, don't they?
0: They definitely serve beef.
1: Are beef?
0: Uh, we got the meats. Is their is their slogan? So I'm pretty Stop sure they work. sell. I think. We, I mean, I, I, I'll give you that one. That's 30 seconds, and you crushed two—a solid two. Congratulations! Dang it,
1: I didn't. Oh, that it's wasn't
0: a, fair. It's supposed to catch you off guard, and you did. You did well.
1: Seven Eleven.
0: You definitely, I don't think that you could classify anything <laughs> that they sell as real beef. So definitely bonus points.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Are you going to tell me
0: now? No, I don't know. I, I honestly don't have a list. I just wanted to see if you knew any. Currently, you're not on tour. You're you're at home. I looked at your website. You have several dates posted of, of shows. Uh, any travel, any tours coming up that you want to share to the fine folks listening to the Hot Takeout podcast?
1: Yes. Um, I'm playing at Hotel Café in L.A. on the 12th of June. I'm playing at Hotel Café on the 13th of June. I'm playing at Hotel Utah in San Francisco. And then I'm playing at the Douglas Fir Lounge in Portland on the 18th of June. And... Then I'm playing another show in Utah, but you know what? People probably won't remember that. So they can just go to on, on Instagram or on my website, emilybrimlow.com There is a, a touring section and you can buy your tickets online.
0: I appreciate you sharing that, Emily. That's awesome.
1: Thank you for
0: asking. Uh, social medias. Do you, do you have uh, different handles for your like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that?
1: I don't even think I have Twitter. I might have it, but I don't.
0: You're not active.
1: Yeah, I'm like really active on Instagram. So that's my main, my main one right there. Instagram, which is just my name, Emily Brimlow. And then I post some things on Facebook, Emily Brimlow Music, I believe it is. But most of everything I connect to Instagram, like all my like showed up for shows. And stuff. Leftovers.
0: Anything else that you want to share? Uh, New albums, buying a new minivan, anything like that that you want to share?
1: (laughs) Um, Honestly, I'm at loss for words. I know I have one of my singles is coming out, Burning It Down.
0: When is that happening?
1: The the problem is I can't give you exact dates yet. Right, right, right. I know that that's my next one coming out. All right. Probably this month, but I don't want to say that for sure.
0: All right, just an ambiguous, vague someday soon. And that's why people should just follow you on social media, on Instagram, especially.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's where I'm gonna like, that's where I give the details of my life.
0: mostly. Fantastic, I'm excited for it. Uh, And again, like I said, Hope is amazing. I think it's one of the best songs of the summer easily and it's not even summer yet. So slam dunk there.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And
0: thanks for all the fun questions. And then be on the lookout for new music coming from Emily Brimlow in the coming weeks slash maybe month. Follow her on all of her social medias and then also follow Hot Takeout Podcast on social media. Just search Hot Takeout Podcast and it would also be really nifty if you rated the podcast where you're listening, whether it's on Spreaker, whether it's on Apple Music or Spotify, wherever you're listening, rate, comment, and subscribe so you never miss an episode and then share it on your social media so your friends don't have to either thanks for listening catch you next week